Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. <laughs> okay, Sharon, we are on the air. Yes. And we have one guest and one arriving. Yep, we got <laughs> Shannon coming. Pull up a stump there, Shannon, and pull a mic over. And this is Senior Moments on yep. Tuesday, the last day of May. And we lost our sunshine to clouds. Oh, well, that's all we've been getting in May. Yeah. And and, and uh, so we have Dawn Hemingway um, arriving early, and I didn't recognize her because she's lost weight. and, and <laughs> Let her hair grow long. <laughs> she's looking like a teeny bopper. And, and Dawn is associate professor of School of Social Work at UMBC. And we have Shannon Freeman, who's also at UNBC, but I don't know your initials. Yeah, I'm an associate professor in the School of Nursing. Of Nursing, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to give you one of these sheets when you leave <laughs> to, to, to volunteer for the BC Summer Games. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I forgot to turn her mic up, so she's going to have to say it again. Oh, okay. As, associate professor of nursing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know... Um, We'll start right, but I just want to say one thing. I'm I'm in the medical services volunteer part of the BC Summer Games. I had no idea how many interns we have here, mm-hmm. how many nurses we have going through nursing school. Yeah. Like, you see the, the building on the hill. You have no idea, really, how much we are doing. That's right. It's pretty exciting. And, I mean, we need to talk about that later some other time. No, for sure. About what's going on up there. Because I think people need to realize that we had a lot of doctors going through and a lot of nurses going through the program. And a few social workers, too. Yes. Well, we need them. Yeah. Anyway, both of you are working on um, a research project on dementia, which is one of our our biggest fears as we age, at least for me. Uh, I just hope that that's not something that I'm going to end up experiencing. And I've had one aunt uh, who who, uh, had dementia, and then I watched, I don't know if you've seen this ad on TV, it absolutely makes me cry. And it's an older woman, Mm -hmm. and she's standing by a fountain, and uh, she said, I, I think I'm supposed to meet somebody for lunch. Mm. And, and she said, I don't recognize where I am. And then a woman comes up to her and she says, can I help you? And she said, I don't know. And she said, what's your name? And this is what gets me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Is it ever a, an ad that's done really well about somebody who's lost their mind or their memory I guess yeah yeah and so your so when I when I read about your project and about a friendly um, okay. you know friendly sidewalks and communities and I thought that woman had had someone come up to her yes very friendly and say can I help you yes and, and that's friendly that's yes for sure yeah yeah and so this is what's brought you together, is to um, see if we can be friendly mm-hmm. to people suffering from mild to moderate dementia. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so th- this project is really looking at how we as a community can better understand how accessible our community is for persons with 
dementia to be able to age in their home in in the place where they've they've lived um, usually for quite a long time and so to better understand what are some of those challenges um, so that we can better address them so you're going to look do some interviews and look at what they need and the caregiver needs right it's i mean it's really the the overall is to really try and figure out how to make our community you know we talk about we've talked for years about having a senior friendly community yes, right yes. so so can we take that a step further and yes. look at how do we have a dementia friendly community yeah you know that we can maximize so people can be on their own yeah. as long as possible mm-hmm. as long as they want to and with their, with a caregiver perhaps yes but still if you think about ourselves you know as mm-hmm. we're getting older in life and don't you want to be able to you know live as independently as you can Absolutely. and at least to be able to do all the things as much as you can yeah it's, it's about a quality of life yeah and so it's it's pretty exciting to have been part of you know developing this work and you're with UBC and F- SFU so that means you're going to be looking at not just Prince George. Absolutely. So this is a collaborative project where they're looking at um, communities in the Lower Mainland and we're looking at Prince George here Mm -hmm. um, to develop these tools and resources for um, city planners and and city leaders so that they can use them across different cities to better understand how dementia um, inclusive their community is. And so we're looking to speak to persons who are living with dementia and their caregivers to learn Learn from them. What do they want? What is meaningful for them when they're interacting with their community? Um, and what resources um, do they need to better support them to engage in their community? And I really like what Don said because we know, you know, being able to get outside and interact with your community, go for a walk, walk mm-hmm. your dog, mm-hmm. go to the store to get uh, groceries or go to, to get a cup of coffee. Yep. Those are all really important things to being able to maintain quality of life. Absolutely. As you're aging and as you're living with many, many conditions of which dementia is the one we're focused on here. And so I'm thinking about um, shopkeepers and and uh, about them um, having some kind of information that if they saw a woman like in that ad, that they would have a number to call um, mm-hmm. to help that person find their family. Or um, When I was a, a kid... Um, we there was a, a seniors home up the street from us and um, and they had a dog and, and I mean this is back in the 40s and they had mm-hmm. enough sense to let dogs be in a, a home and that one lady she would come down and stand in front of our home and take her hair down and it was long long white hair and then roll it back up again and I'd ask mom what was that about? And and Mum said, "Oh, she just wanted you to see her beautiful hair." Uh. <laughs> and and so it wasn't like it was some crazy person. It yeah. was just a lady who wanted to show off her beautiful hair. Yeah. And and so it it's kind of interesting to think that I grew up beside a senior's home back in the forties mm-hmm. and uh, saw some good stuff going on there. And and so we need to like we have crosswalks now. We have the the lights with the sound for people who are um sight they have trouble with their sight, they yes. can cross. We have benches around for uh, people who need to sit down. And so 
um, I think what we need as citizens is to understand dementia a little bit and mm-hmm. and how not to frighten people with dementia mm-hmm. and how to help. Is there a number for dementia? You know, mm-hmm. there's nine one one. There's three three three. There's two two two. Now two one one. And I think those examples you gave are really important examples of how we think about the built environment in our communities um, from a physical perspective from a mobility yes. perspective but when we talk about persons who are living with dementia we also have the cognitive challenges yes. and you've mentioned fear and that's a yep. big one yep. when we think about our intersections how noisy are they yes. how yeah. many different sounds are occurring how noisy is that traffic yeah those things can be quite distressing mm-hmm. uh, for persons uh, who are aging with dementia and can actually cause a lot more confusion so when we're looking in this project we're not just looking at, you know, do you have a bench in the right place? Yeah. Yeah. But we're looking about the noises and the smell and all of those other things that may affect um, persons who, who have a cognitive challenge or a memory problem from being able to um, interact with their with their environment. Yeah, like a person like me that just got in my car and says, I smell a skunk. I keep forgetting that as pot. <laughs> I don't even know if we have skunks here. That's so funny. But I get quite yeah, yeah. angry. You know, yeah. I get I have a react to it. So you're looking for volunteers or do you have them? We Already. are, we are yeah. looking for, we have some volunteers, yes. but we're, we're always looking for more. And so people who are, perhaps if you're living in the community with dementia and you want to share with us what that's like, what's that, what is that like for you? Uh-huh. Or if you're caring for a person who's living with dementia, um, we'd love to hear from, from, from you as well. And so the process will be, uh, to sit with the person first, yep. one-on-one, one-on-one of. at first uh-huh. and, and have just be able to have a discussion about what's happening and what's in what's working for them what's not just getting to know them a little bit mm-hmm. and then there will be um a walkabout, eh? Yeah. So uh-huh. we so we'll visit them and, and connect with them um, more than one time. Mm-hmm. So so get to know them uh, a little bit more more in detail, both through conversation, but also walking around with them. And we have a wonderful team of, yeah. of student <laughs> trainees who are so excited to get out there and walk yeah. with people in their community nice. and yeah. learn from them. So yeah. uh, get a bit outdoors as well. And now that the weather is getting nicer, it's a great time. Um, to launch this study. Yeah. You know, I remember um, uh, facilitating a sexual abuse group, and we used to walk. Yes. And and uh, it was so much more relaxed, less strained, more normal to walk and then sit on a bench and talk. So I really like that idea, and especially if they've got a dog that they can take with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Now, dementia patients... When they're diagnosed, are they like? Do they remember they have dementia? How does this work? Like, if you're going to sit down and talk with someone who's got dementia, are they going to know they have dementia? Well, they probably th- these people will probably know. Yeah. But remember, it's it's not um, well. It depends on the type of dementia. But if you think about, for example, Alzheimer's disease, you know, it's not it's not just all of a sudden. It's a gradual thing, and you start to realize, hmm, I've got in the car and I. I'm not. Where where was I going to go? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But but it's not. It's not like um, some other kinds of things, like a stroke that that can be just that it happens yeah, and yeah. it's like a light switch. Yeah. This is not like that always, and yeah. so people can very much know. 
that they have that experience and very much want to have as as good a life as they can. Well, I think you should know I, because then you can talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. And and because uh, I was thinking when I was went on that trip and I was in Ireland and yeah. I came out of this. I went into this hardware store and when I came out, I was disoriented. I couldn't find the car that I rented. I didn't know which where I parked it. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And that was just back, you know, many years ago. Yeah. And so when you talk about this, like fear, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah. And that would be what they would experience sometimes, like that woman on the ad, where yeah. I, I don't know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so so you're going to go and walk with them. Now, when you're walking and talking with me, you're going to find out what it is that would make them feel comfortable, safe. And I think first we want to learn how they're in, how they're interacting yeah. in their community. So where where do they go? Yeah. Where do they walk? Where where do they go? And and so we have a whole part about mapping, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. we'll learn about things on a map, uh-huh. um, and and draw their patterns. And you know, do you like to go for long walks, or do you just walk to the end of the street? Yeah. Do you have to walk down to your post box, or okay. do you walk your dog? What mm-hmm. what are the how how do you interact with your environment? So those are things we're looking to learn from them. Yeah, and and so. Um, at the end of that, UMBC, UBC, and F- SFU are all going to come together and see which is the most important that that's similar in your in your uh, research. And maybe we'll find out if there's some differences too between being in northern BC and being in a larger metropolis in the south. Oh, I'm sure. You know, sure. in terms of. Yeah what people do but also what people maybe can do yeah and do we have some different possibilities you know mm-hmm. that might really you know be, yeah. be things that are very positive for people living here yeah at the same time we may tackle some things that are different like our our weather for yes. example yes so, yeah um, the other part of it is that we have so many homeless mm-hmm. and uh, and how many people with dementia would be frightened and not understand that um, and maybe a lot of the homeless have some part of dementia. Yeah, yeah. There's many different kinds of of dementia that yeah. people that people live with. Absolutely, yes. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I would like people to think about that instead of judging. You know, like mm-hmm. um, because uh, just because someone is homeless doesn't mean they're not uh, to be cared about. Absolutely. Yeah. And the same with dementia people; they're not crazy. Yeah. And that's what you get. Yeah, And that's why often we say persons with dementia, because Mm -hmm. that disease and that diagnosis doesn't define them. That's a characteristic that's something that they're living with. But the person, remember, the person comes first. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in, in, in another project that we've worked on, we've done a lot of work to kind of build that public awareness and we've created lots of different videos so we have a a website dementiaexercise.com and on that website there's different videos and Uh, my favorite one is is titled i have dementia but i'm still me and there are persons with dementia explaining to other people what they want them to know about what it's like for them to live in age with dementia yeah. And so yeah. there's a lot of messages. And so those videos, I really recommend people, if they're interested in learning more, that's a great place, a great place to start. Well, I, I think it's important for us to learn about it because 
the possibility that we would suffer yep. from some Experience form of dementia, it, yep. you know, is is there. It is for yeah. sure. But you know, yeah. I I have to say I'm really excited about the videos because you may remember Sharon. I'm not sure, but when when I first came to town way back in the mid '90s, yeah, we had one of the first um, early stage dementia support groups. So people who were very That's at right. the very early stage, yeah, and we used to meet at one of their apartments. I yeah. every time I walk by that apartment, I think about her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the things that are coming out now and the work that's being done um, at the university and some of the projects in particular that Shannon's been providing some leadership to, they they take it to that next step because that was a conversation we all had, yeah. right? Yeah. But it wasn't something that got beyond that. It was very good for the people in the group. They yes. loved being able to talk yes. to each other. Yes. But this is something, you know, it's pretty exciting. And, yeah. uh, you know, another example of... Anyway, things that are happening out of UMBC. And um, and talking about something that wasn't something you talked about, you know, it's like mental health and how that was all shaming. And thank goodness that some of the people who were famous have talked about their own mental health issues so that it becomes not normal, but at least we're able to discuss it. And the more we can learn about dementia the more we can sort of know within ourselves mm-hmm. when we're coming to that point. Yes. Like uh, walking out of the room and going to do something and, oh, what was I going to do? And you go back into the room and it comes back to you. Yeah. Well, maybe it doesn't happen with dementia like that. And I think we have to learn to keep track mm-hmm. of of how... Like, if I ever had another experience like that one I had, oh, my God, I'd be calling you, Don, help me, I, I don't know who I am. <laughs> we need to have some phone numbers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's really interesting you mentioned phone numbers because we work with a large group of persons who are living with dementia um, and their care partners and community organizations in some of our projects. And the dementia exercise one I spoke about um, that was one of the things that they wanted. And so they created a card yes. that they could carry with them that had the information they wanted to share. And it, it nice. gave them a sense of power and control that they had a card. So even if they, they couldn't remember what the point was, they had it written down and they could just show their care provider or their exercise provider that information t- as a communication tool to, 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 to get that information out for them. And that was what they wanted. Um, so in partnering with and learning from persons with dementia, we can create those tools yeah. and resources together. And I would think they would like to have a group, like you were saying, mm-hmm. to to share experiences. Yeah, it, it really was a good experience. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, um, and now you, um, people who want to volunteer, they need to get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's, um, I think I have, I have the... Demscape. Yes. That's one of the, is that a website? Yeah, Demscape means Dementia Inclusive Streets and Community Access, Participation and Engagement. Wow. And that's the name of our project. So Demscape, Demscape for short, which is D-E-M-S-C-A-P-E. Right. 
And um, Emma Rosnagel, mm-hmm. she's yeah. your uh, cl- your main contact or the yes, yeah, she's here. our project manager who helps who helps keep us organized. Yes, hey, Don? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> gives us notes. Her number, her number, I wrote down is two five zero nine six zero five one five four, and it's demsgate Good. at umbc.ca. Uh, and so, if you're living with dementia or if you're a caregiver. Uh, go on that uh, website. Go on the university website anyway and have a look around at what's up there. Because if you're a senior, you can go and sit in on classes, on classes yes. for free. And I want to go into political science because I want to, re- before I leave this planet, I want to challenge some people. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a number of people who are coming up now to, are to take courses. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, what was I, oh, focusing on tools and, um, guidelines to support of a, of dementia friendly. Um, neighborhoods. And so I was thinking about those dementia friendly neighborhoods. You know, we got Neighborhood Watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how we have meetings out our area with the neighbors to talk about safety. Yes. And I thought, I wonder if that would be something that would happen if there was, mm. you know, to educate the neighborhood if they have those kind of meetings. Yeah anymore. It might be something if there's a neighborhood that has neighborhood watch to talk to them about the next time you have a meeting, can we come or can we send you some information to talk about this? You know, Mm -hmm. well, it's already happening. Yeah. So you would just tag on to it Mm -hmm. and come in and talk about educating people uh, because we avoid these things. I don't want to know about that or I don't want to know about dying and death and, yeah. and all the stuff that we try to hide ourselves from. It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, it's, I, it's I, very sad. I yeah. think one of the exciting things about this project, and, and uh, Shannon may want to say more about it, but is the fact that one of the, like, I mean, we have the SFU, the UBC, but up here, um, one of the people very involved in the project is a planner. So oh, from the planning department oh, at UMBC. What a good idea. Yeah, that's right. So this is a very interdisciplinary project. Yeah. So you have Don from social work yeah. and me from nursing. Yeah. And then Mark Grew is a, is is our other partner in this and he's from the School of Planning. So we can all wow. look at yeah. look at this issue yeah. from yeah. multiple multiple vantage points. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I saw it was funded by um Public, public health, health agency, yeah, public Canada, yeah, Canada, yeah. 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 So the, that means it's not going to just stay in BC. That's right. Yeah. So, so the Public Health Agency of Canada funds quite a lot of research to improve um, the quality of life for persons who are living with dementia all across Canada. So, we are one of the major projects that was funded in the in the last round. Um, of granting um, that they had. And so ours is an 18-month project. So we're really looking to connect with people living with dementia and their care partners um, in the next few months to gather that input and seek feedback and learn from them to then be able to create these tools and guidelines and resources um, for hopefully to be rolled out next spring to share. Yeah, across Canada. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that is 
really wonderful because you've got the money to do it, but then the rest of Canada doesn't have to. They can just tweak it for their particular area. That's right. Yeah. And and you mentioned, you know, the, the importance of knowledge. And that's what these tools are will help the, the cities be able to better understand their own communities and how inclusive they are. Uh-huh. And then to be able to help them be able to have that information to prioritize how can they improve things in their own communities. Because we all know sometimes we're doing some things well and other areas need more um, attention. And so the, the tools and, and guidelines and resources will help them better understand what does it look like for them. So the idea is that these tools and guidelines could be used by any cities yeah. um, across it's very Canada. very practical. Yeah. Very it is. practical, and it, I, that's what me, I like. That really yeah. attracts me to yeah. this work because yeah. it's really—I mean—you need to have the information, mm-hmm. but to be able to apply it in a way that actually affects people's lives, yeah. for me, it for gives, me, it gives yeah. me goosebumps. Because yeah. I mean, that—that's the heart of what we want to do, and I feel so—I feel so good about it about UNBC too. Because remember, well, you remember, yeah. everybody signed their cards and gave their five bucks, that's you know, right. to start yeah. the university, and yeah. here is one example of so much that's going on that is actually trying to meet needs right now and you know based based on hearing from people themselves about what would be good that's the practical part is is taking it from the the um the people who experience it and and then sharing it with the rest of canada um I had a thought there. Oh, I was thinking about how they call them nursing homes, and now they're senior centers. And um, but we do have senior centers, and I don't know if you've spoken to them yet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because what Ecris got thousand a thousand at least. Yes. Yeah. No. People are aware, and the Council of Seniors actually put the information in their latest newsletter. Yes. And yeah. there's an advisory meeting tomorrow, and we'll talk about it again. Oh, <laughs> well, it's important that we do, and. Um, and we encourage people to just reach out and, and connect with us, and we are very happy to to follow up follow up with them. Answer yeah. any questions if they're unclear. Yeah, and the other part of this is is for the caregiver as well, and uh, yeah. and then I start to think about other places that this would be beneficial to, like. Um, like I said, the shopkeepers and uh, That's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, because it's it's like. They're going to have people come in their store, yeah. and they're going to be uh, lost. And so you could have a little card at, at the desk or something, mm-hmm. where they, so that the staff aren't going to be like, "What do we do about this? Yes. Call the ambulance? Yeah. No, call the people that are on the card. Mm-hmm. We well, could call the ambulance, but it'd be nicer and less frightening." For the person who has has just forgot where they are right now. And sometimes just taking that moment to ask someone, are you okay? Yes. Can I help you? Yes. Do you want to sit down for a minute? Mm -hmm. And just giving people who who may be confused that moment, right? Yeah. Um, Before we panic and try to solve the the problem immediately. Yeah. Just just simple. And taking a moment to be patient and to be compassionate Mm -hmm. um, can really make... A, a difference just in that moment for that person. Yeah, I can't imagine how frightening it would be if p- people started coming around you and and you know everybody trying to fix it right away and 
that would make you even more like running, wanting to run, I think. Yeah. That, well, that would be my feeling. Yeah. I just no. want to take off and run and hide. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is really neat. And so folks, um, if you're interested in learning more, then go on university site for dem scape scape and then you can also call 250-960-5154 and talk to emma rosnagel perfect and uh and then we have to come back together and talk about what's going on at the university i've had different professors coming on about different subjects Mm -hmm. but we need to talk about how many nurses you're bringing through and how many doctors because that was part of the reason why we all got together in that center many years ago yeah, saying we yes. wanted doctors. Yep. That's right. And there's been, from a nursing perspective, there's been so much growth in our program, both here in Prince George, but also across our region. Um, we have a new accelerated program that started up in, in Fort St. John this year. Oh, and cool. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. those who already have a degree can, can who are interested in becoming a nurse can, can go into a condensed um, program oh. and, and get a nursing degree yeah. quicker. And so there's lots of great things that are happening in, in nursing and, and social work too. We're in, we're in Fort St. John. We're out in Terrace. We're Quinnell. down in Quinnell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't hit Williams Lake yet. Well, we actually did have part of a cohort in Williams Lake. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> we only have a minute left. So I want to thank you for what you're doing oh. and, uh, thank you for, um, what you teach in social work and nursing way you know the nurses are really st- stretched you've got to pump out more <laughs> yeah, no, and thank great. you for coming and giving us the time oh, okay. to learn about this and thanks thank so much you. for having us oh, it's, it's always great. wonderful it's, to come and see you yeah really appreciate it Sharon. thank you very much now i'm going to give you a form to sign up for this bc summer games whether you will you can make a copy and pass it around Oh, we'll take a break now. Whoops. And uh, we'll be back with our next guest. If you're an internationally trained professional who wants to settle back into your field in Canada, PICS offers a foreign credential recognition loans program. Funded by the federal government, Canadian citizens, PR holders, and refugees with a work permit can avail of this service and get financial assistance for up to $15,000. It's the support you need to get back into your professional sector. For more information, visit the website fcrloans.ca or call MENA at 604-596-7722, extension 404. If you or someone you know has a schizophrenia spectrum disorder and are interested in taking a class or coursework working towards a GED, diploma, certificate, degree, or attending a trade school, reach out to the BC Schizophrenia Society today. The BCSS and the Utska Lundbeck Alliance offer scholarships for individuals living in BC with schizophrenia spectrum disorder. Full details are available through the Yes to Me scholarship program link under support at bcss.org. The BC Schizophrenia Society, a reason to hope and a means to cope. Prince George five-day forecast from Environment Canada for today. Increasing cloudiness, wind becoming northeast to 20K this afternoon, a high of 19. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers this evening with northeast winds becoming light and the risk of a thunderstorm, a low of 5. On Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud, a 40% chance of showers in the afternoon with wind becoming northeast to 20 and the risk of a thunderstorm, a high of 21 with a high UV index. 
The outlook for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud each day with lows near 8 and highs around 21. Then the long-range forecast for Sunday and Monday, cloudy each day with a 60% chance of showers Monday, lows of 8 and highs around 19. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we're back on, Sharon, with two new guests. Yes, we are. And uh, I hope people um, will participate in the the uh, the research on dementia. And I'll just give you that name and number again. It's Emma Rosnagol at 250-960-5154. And now our next guests are with our BC Summer Games. They got one of the biggest responsibilities that I could ever imagine, accommodation for 2,800 Athletes and their coaches, right? That's right, Sharon. <laughs> you got it. And we got Jason Schwartz and Belinda Rappel. Raffle. Raffle. Yeah. Okay. And so the two of you, I mean, when I went to that meeting where we were all sitting there and heard what accommodation has to do and all the mattresses you have to have <laughs> and all the kids you're going to look after, I have just thought I need both of you to come in and talk about what you need. What you got to do? Um, how many volunteers more do you need, and uh, what we can do to help? Because the BC Summer Games are bringing something really wonderful into our community, and you've got to put those kids to bed and, and sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we both, uh, Belinda and myself, we both work with the school district. Okay. And uh, just a little introduction, I am also the, the principal of Pineview Elementary. Oh, are so you? Okay. looking after uh, this end of things, my, my role in the BC Summer Games is with the volunteer management aspect and getting our volunteers out yes. and supporting the accommodations directorate. Uh, as you mentioned, we need a lot of volunteers. Yes. We're looking at, for our director, about 300. Yes. Um, to date, we have about 40. So, oh, yeah. So we have a lot of jobs to fill yeah. at this point. And with Belinda's role, she's specifically uh, looking after uh, the, the dorms. dorms. <gasps> and maybe we can talk a little bit about the dorms. Yeah, let's. Sure. Yeah. So I'm the dorm chair. Um, and then, uh, we, yeah, so for the dorm management, we have athletes coming from all over BC um, by bus and by air. Um, we have 14 schools um, that'll be used, um, namely elementary schools. Um, we also have five high schools that are being, well, all the high schools in Prince George being used as well. Yeah. Um, and the athletes are going to be sleeping in those classrooms. Yeah. Um, the gyms will be used in the high schools for sports. Yes, that's um, what I thought. So where are you going to put mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're in classrooms. They're sleeping on mats. Um, we have 3,200 foamies coming in. <laughs> and then each athlete gets to uh, sleep with their team yeah. um, in, in a classroom. So that's a lot of showers being used and a lot of food to be prepared. And Oh, my goodness. The last time I slept on one of those foamies <laughs> was at a... Um, a retreat in Kamloops that was uh, oh, yes. Buddhist and that you can't sleep on a high bed. Oh, and okay. I'm, I was a bit younger, like maybe 10 years younger, but boy, 
um, I didn't enjoy it. And my friend, she was allowed to sleep in a high bed because she had uh, some back trouble. I should have really put that on. So, <laughs> these, but mind you, these are kids. They're going to yeah. be able to get up and down. And, and and they'll be so tired anyway. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So is the dorm mom, are you going to have to be there like 24-7? Like, well, when do you get off? that's why we're here. We're hoping to have a whole bunch of dorm parents. Uh-huh. Um, so they're called dorm captains. Okay. Um, so we're looking to have each school, so that's 14 schools, yeah. um, have a dorm captain. And then those dorm captains would be in charge of our what we call dorm attendants, dorm hosts. Yeah. Um, and it's the hosts and the attendants that will um, make sure that the athletes are checked in each night um, at curfew. Um, if there's any needs that they um, are finding that the athletes um, are in need, of, um, then we would communicate that to the appropriate department within BC Games. Um, well, they should all be healthy. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> should be. We're, we're hoping for no incidences. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we do have custodians on staff as well, um, thanks to School District 57 and the QP for that. Um, we have um, staff on hand, um, but it's mostly looking for the dorm attendants and the dorm captains um, to make sure that the athletes are safe and they're coming in at the appropriate time with their coach. Yeah, uh, yeah like that's going to be, might be tough. Yeah. Yeah. We have a very short period of time. Yeah, uh, school good. ends in the end of June. Yes. And then by the time the games are up and operating in July, we've yeah. got a very short period to turn those classrooms yes. into dorms. So you need some people uh, to help with that. Uh, Partly so, you know, yes. a big thanks to our custodial staff with mm-hmm. SD57, our uh, teaching staff, our PGDTA members who are helping support uh, the turnaround. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, yes, we do need a number of sa- staff to help support in what we call site preparation. As yes. Well. yes, yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, you want to make sure that it, it smells clean and, and, uh, the kids come in they're going to be exhausted after a day uh, whatever they're participating in they're going to be yeah. hopefully pretty tired in a number of events yeah, yeah yeah and so um what did you say four thousand foamies uh, 3,200. 3,200 for me. a lot, a yes. big number. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and so are they stored here now waiting to be? Yes, they are. So they're in a warehouse. Um, and then when school is completed, we will have um, trucks um, bring them to each school. Yeah. Um, and then those mats need to be cleaned um, yeah. before we give them to the athletes. Yeah. And then um, when the athletes leave, those mats go back in a container and they go off to the next games. How thick are they? To be honest, I, I, I you know. and me, we probably wouldn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you see my mattress. Yeah. I'm like the, pe- the que- princess and the pea. <laughs> they're, they're probably about an inch, inch and a half. Oh, yeah, um, that's not, that's. Yeah, yeah, so you'll find some of the the <laughs> kids are bigger these days. Yes, um, they they will take two mats. Just oh, to make sure I that, see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they are sleeping on concrete floors. So. Yeah, oh, a four yeah. inch for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> solid. And so now you need three hundred, four hundred volunteers. 
around that. eh? Absolutely. And keeping in mind that um, we are going to have staff at our high schools and elementary schools 24 hours a day during those periods of time. Yeah. So between uh, Belinda and myself, we're we're recruiting members in our community and largely SD57 has sent out uh, communique or newsletters to our parent groups, to our staff, trying to drum up support and bring um, the attention needed for uh, this great amount of volunteerism required to to host and the so, games yeah i was just thinking about um students up at umbc might be you know like in the school of social work or something like that uh, if they could be given credit from some way for the hours that might be a, mm. a place to to talk to um actually don hemingway who just left mm. she's the associate professor of, of uh, the school of social work up there there could be people who would be appropriate, you know, and they're young and they would uh, have the the social work training. Wonderful. Yeah, it's just Absolutely. an idea. Absolutely. And, you know, when I get talking, I'm a solver. Yeah. You know? <laughs> good, good. We need lots yes. of and I, input. And I just realize, you know, sitting out here for two Saturdays, like we're not getting a lot of volunteers off the road here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we need to, that's why I'm trying to get everybody to come into the radio station to talk. Um, because a lot of people don't know a lot about... They'll know about it when it happens in July. Absolutely. Correct. But Absolutely. that pre-game stuff that you it's people up. are doing, that is so important. Um, I'm, I'm doing the medical, which is as simple as can be, because Dr. Diamond is just roping everybody oh, in. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so so um, I want to help the rest of you out. Well, thank you. And, um, and so... You need people who can be enjoy being around kids, and yes. I, I think mm-hmm. um, athletes are, you know, admirable. And I think they're a joy to be around because they have goals and they kind of have a sense of who they are, and they want to be. Um, they're competitive, which is very, very interesting yes. to talk to competitive youth. And I grew up with the dad that was a coach, so. You know, like we, our house was full of hockey players, and mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I, I really have a passion for people finding their, their uh, potential. And coming out of a pandemic after two years, yeah. this is a great way to celebrate, isn't it? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, bringing the students in, the athletes in, the coaches in, and really think of the uh, the impact it's going to have on Prince George this summer. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and the impact on the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, I volunteered at the Winter Games, and it, it sort of rekindled all that yeah. feeling of yeah. um, that competitiveness and going up and mm-hmm. watching the skiing and mm-hmm. the speed skating and, and seeing this tr- try, you know. And the that's pride so, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. energy that they bring with their teams. Yeah, just supporting each other and everything. Yeah. And yeah. so... Um, we need people to stand up and come and help. And uh, if you if you enjoy athletes and you enjoy 
um, staying up and talking, <laughs> playing cards. <laughs> They'll need their sleep, but some of them are going to be too wired. Oh, yes. right, you know? yeah. And so there's plans for that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, to, to give them something to do when they come back. Yes, and I think that's where the dorm um, volunteers probably have it um, very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two-hour shift um, or a four-hour shift, we, uh, as... Um, we were talked about it's a 24 hour so we have someone has to be there 24 hours yes. yeah um so we have evening morning early shifts um so it's very flexible yeah and folks can go on the website and have a look bcgames.org, I think it is. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, bcgames.org. And then that also allows people to sign up online. Right. And it gives you a really good idea of what job openings there are. Yes. Um, not just with the accommodations directorate, but with any, uh, any of part it. of the BC Games, yeah. right? Yeah. Because like you said, we're looking for not just anybody, but everybody. Everybody. Yes. everybody. <laughs> yeah. And we've kind of, um, I think somebody who's working with youth would have to have a criminal record check. But not everybody's going to have to have one now. They've sort of changed that, I think, so that, uh, and the vaccination has changed as well. That has changed, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I yeah. think the criminal record check is going to be now just for certain areas. It would be for your area, Definitely for sure. Definitely for the yeah. dorm management, yeah. yeah. And But that's a good thing for people to know, mm-hmm. that nobody's going to be volunteering Correct. that doesn't have a criminal record check and that they're safe and they're and even, even us, Belinda and I, yeah. we had to go through that formal yeah. process, even though we are employees with the school district. It's yes. still and already had, already had it. And yes. you would too, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the volunteer thing, the uh, 2,800 it's, um, athletes, we've got accommodation. You've got um, volunteers. That that's why I wanted you to come on. Mm. We gotta get the volunteers. <laughs> we really need a lot of volunteers. Yes, we really do. We need three thousand, and you're going to need a big whack of them to to uh, look after accommodations. Yes. Now, are the meals going to be in the places that you are? The meals are, doing? are mm-hmm. being prepped at mm-hmm. uh, CN uh, CNC. Mm-hmm. Right. So their mm-hmm. uh, foods program is putting together all the meals. Right. Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's where the athletes will eat. So okay. every morning they get up, um, they get on a bus, and they get uh, whisked away to CNC, enjoy a hot breakfast or cold, however they like yeah, it. Yeah. And then they go off to their event. Yeah. And um, I understand that they need volunteers to go on the buses with the bus drivers because a lot of them are from out of town and and they'll be driving the buses. Mm -hmm. You go and sit with him Mm -hmm. and the kids and tell them, turn left, turn right. Aladoa, Alabush, and and see our city. I mean, I couldn't. I I drive all the time, so right. uh, it's got to be someone who really knows the city, right? To sit on that bus and and direct a bus driver from some other part of uh, BC, uh, and I think that's kind of a great idea. I had, yeah. like the things you have to think of. There, there's almost anything and everything that you can think of, right? So you're a tour guide. You're yeah. um, down at the events, um, making sure that the athletes, you know, know where they're going, That's especially right. when you're at West Lake or out at Nest Lake. Yeah. Um, there's, um, or even in town, like where's the best place to eat? Yeah. Right. Well, after the 
um, athletes are done, they want to go out with their coach or go to the yeah. movies right. or, yeah, that's you know, right. just things like that. Yeah. Amigos. I went there the other day. I haven't been there for ages. I walked out with a bag full of <laughs> stuff to eat. It's not a very big place. No, it isn't. No, no. We only have to tell a few people no. about that. And uh, so the meals are going to be like uh, 400 at a sitting, I understand. And mm-hmm. that's 2,400, 2,800. That's seven sittings, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the rotation is going to be very interesting. I haven't seen that <laughs> no, end of the no. scheduling on that end of things. Uh, we've been so focused on the accommodations and yeah. where the athletes are going to be sleeping each night. Yeah. That's right. And making yeah. sure that the sites are prepped and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was thinking about um, volunteers. I was thinking about the janitors, uh, the staff that work at like Walmart and, and those different places mm. that have that job. That might be a place to hit. I'll, on my way home, I'll stop in and talk <laughs> okay. to the manager okay. and, uh, and see if that isn't something that they would like to participate in and maybe even uh, support the staff to have time off. I'll do the sales pitch. Yeah, there you go. But they, they could come in and clean everything. They know how to do it. And, and then you need someone every day to clean the washrooms and, and make sure, you know, that things are appropriate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And from my understanding, the uh, school district 57, the custodial staff are, are stepping up and, yeah. and oh, uh, offering their looking. services. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, the schools. Been, yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and then you have unions involved in this correct. as well. You know? yeah, that is correct. Yeah. And Working so they're together. on board. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it's a been lot great. of cooperation with everybody. That's wonderful. It's yeah. been so supportive. Uh, that makes me feel good. You've got the city with you, too, which is, yeah. they're benefiting from this. And a lot, well, all the stores and everybody would be benefiting. You think about from all it. the yeah benefits yeah. to Prince George over the course yeah. of July 21st to 24th. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. even the lead up to it. Yeah. It's going to be just immense. Yeah, because you have their parents coming and grandparents. Yeah. A lot of positive energy that's going to yes. be in Prince oh, George yes. during yeah. that time. Now, how do they get a hold of you to volunteer? Um, we the website is the best. Okay. Um, so bcgames.org. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from that website, you can see um, which areas you would like to uh, volunteer for, as well as all the contacts for each chair. Good. In yeah. every sector of it. Yeah. Mr. Schwartz is the volunteer chair for yes. the I am. accommodations. <laughs> and uh, Thank you. Jason's fine. Mr. Schwartz sounds a little formal. <laughs> like you're back sounds like school. one of our students talking to me in the hallway. <laughs> Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know your colors are German. I have, have well, one anyway. I, I, I live... Uh, uh, Near Schwartz's, they live up the street uh, from me. Yes, yeah, very nice. So um, go online, have a look, bcgames.org. Please help the accommodations out. They really need people to come and help, and it's very important for the kids to have a good sleep. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming, and thanks for what you're doing, and I'll do my best to help you. I have to be careful not to step over my lines, but sure. I'm absolutely sure. No enthusiastic. Worries. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks a lot, folks. All right. Thank you. This time. is us sealing off, signing off. No, you're not. You got ten minutes yet. Have I really? Yeah. Oh, what am I looking at? Okay, so well, what do we? We have we got all, on over everything that we need to? Do you think? I'm trying to see. I brought my big lucky binder here. Oh, good. And I would uh, just like to say that unless a person has done any organization of a big event, they don't have a clue what is involved. It's huge. It um, so I think we were told like two years in the making. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. By the time everybody decides this is where the games are going to be um, and making sure that the city's on board um, and yes. as well as the, the community. So Police. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hospital. Hospital. Yeah. Hopefully no injuries. And yeah. with the, the winter games in Vernon being canceled due to yes. the pandemic. Yeah. Earlier, yeah. It was it was really unfortunate for that community. Um, but a lot of the the supplies yeah. uh, were were transferred up here oh, from Vernon, so we good. were able to, yeah. to reuse a lot of the, for the example, the foamies. Yes. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's yeah. that's good, and um, and that's why I sort of, even though we want to talk about accommodation, I I need people to hear how big this is. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's like oh well, we get to go to see the games, yes. but before the games, <laughs> there's a lot of things, and it's like you said, it's two years. Is it? Yeah, yeah, two years, two in, years the in preparation, and then and to build the uh, the team um, because you start yeah. off with your president and your secretary, and then you have everyone that starts to fall underneath that. So your transportation has a chair and a yes. directorate, and mm-hmm. yes, probably thirty people under that person. Yes, so yeah. it's it's quite large, and then to make everything work so connectively. Um, for the opening ceremonies, um, that's another big yeah. I've got them coming on. Event, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. That you've got, like you said, to organize four thousand athletes plus all the the volunteers that show up that want to watch that plus yeah. the yeah. public yeah. that come to watch. There's eighteen events, I think. Is it? I believe uh, there's eighteen. Yeah. I believe that's the number. Yeah. yeah. So we've got swimming. Uh, we've got motorized water sports, uh, equestrian, basketball, three on three, baseball. basketball, five on five, lots oh. of baseball. Yeah. Um, boys yes. and girls, softball yes. and fastball. We've got um, rug. Rugby, yeah, rugby, yeah. lacrosse, box yeah. lacrosse. Yeah, um, that's right. Just trying to think of all the venues because we also got to get on a bus um, and go do a tour of all the venues um, this year. Earlier this year, yes, um, a couple of uh, places we weren't able to go because there's too much snow. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's wrestling. Uh, I like that Greco wrestling you know it's it's a great sport for kids it do they have is. karate or anything as well um not that i'm familiar yeah. with not no, that i'm yeah. familiar with no, either no but you can see the the amount of uh types of sports mm-hmm. being offered and it's going to just draw in so many different uh, types of athletes, mm-hmm. but also yes. the spectators that are interested in those sports as well. Well, I'm trying to get my friends to bring their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. Um, what, gives, what gives you the yeah. incentive to pick a sport 
as a kid. Correct. And and uh, you know, track. Are we, do we have track? Track and field, field is yeah. a big Absolutely. one. Yeah, yeah at Massage Place. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I. Be busy. You know, you never know what's going to. Tr- Attract a, mm-hmm. a child like the equestrian might be something. Uh, there's swimming, is there? Yes, yeah, yeah swimming, rowing, um, mm-hmm. kayaking, paddleboarding, paddleboarding. Yes, yeah, yeah, kayaking. What the um, heck would you do with paddleboard? Triathlon. <laughs> right? It's a good. It's a good one. Is that um, the standing up? Yep. Well, yeah. Yes. That's right. Oh, okay. I'd fall over. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd, I'd be gone in a second. <laughs> and for those water sports, you're you're hoping for good weather too, because mm-hmm. oh, it's choppy yeah. and it's not fun. No. They'll, they'll um, go. So the swimming will be in the pool. Like it will be as inside. far as I know. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that is yeah. correct. Yeah. My dad used to swim in the Canadian National Exhibition. Oh wow! Swim. Um, and he'd, he'd go down from our home. We lived above Lake Ontario. Oh, okay. He'd yes. walk down that thousand steps or whatever it was wow. down to the lake, and he'd swim to Balmy Beach, seven miles, with oh. nobody with him, with no yes. life jacket, nothing. Sorry. And I'd be running along the beach crying uh, because <laughs> I was afraid. And oh, no. the sucker fish would get on him, and he'd just oh, throw them off of him yes. like Oh, good. It's part of it's training. That's long distance swimming, and uh, and I. So I, when they said it was going to be in the pool, I thought, well, what, you know, like, how about competitive swimming in a lake? <laughs> yes, <laughs> or, or in 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 the Jackal River. Let's see you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see you swim against that current. Oh, that's a strong current <laughs> at times, isn't it? Yes, indeed. This is swimming, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, and I think that's why I'm so enthusiastic because um, it was part of my my growing up and uh, very competitive swimming, yeah. you know, and running and water skiing. Now, in the water skiing, is it just straight water skiing or is it jumps or do we know? I'm not quite certain. It, they call it toad water sports. So I'm assuming oh, okay. that there's uh, a, be a, a few course things. that yeah. they do. Yeah. That um, sounds just, right. Yeah. yeah. At Ness. At Ness yes. Lake, probably. Ness yes, Lake. it is. Yeah. yeah, they did that a few years ago. Yeah. That wrecked the lake. You know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody found the lake. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. The secret spot was yeah, out. It was a secret <laughs> spot until they. And I mean, it's a, it lovely, is a lovely area. It that? is, yes, yeah. Yes. And so, just think about this, folks. This is July twenty second. Is it twenty first yep. to the twenty fourth? Yes. Yeah. And so, good weather. Well, fingers yeah, crossed. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. We haven't had any lately. Like even, um, I don't even know if the little plants want to grow. Though mm-hmm. when I drove in this morning. I haven't been in since last week. All of a sudden, like there's green trees yes. everywhere. It's beautiful. The mm. rain, it's and coming, a little bit of sunshine, and I've got hummingbirds around me. And yeah, nice. it's it's really lovely to it's live here. Yeah. So we want you to come out <clears throat> and support the BC Summer Games. It's going to be a blast. Bring your grandchildren, bring your children. Absolutely. And I also think that you can volunteer in certain areas and bring your kids. I heard something about that yes. when I was volunteering. Yes. <coughs> so if you have um, younger students that want to volunteer, um, and then you as the adult, um, mm-hmm. we're happy to have you. Yeah. 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 And I think it's... Um, 
It's really important for youth to learn about giving back and about gratitude and about um, volunteering and yes. interacting it, and what you get back for doing that. And and the athletes appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like you get thanked all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they just know um, to put this on is a lot of effort. And without the volunteers, it wouldn't be done. It wouldn't be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. So I really, um, I don't know where I was going with uh, 10 minutes left. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. I was wondering, I thought maybe you had something to talk about. No, not today. Uh, So accommodations needs you, they need um, people to sit with the kids two hours, four hours. Whatever you can spare, we would greatly appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and you know, if you wanted to do that, and you were a parent, you could bring your kid with you, probably, mm-hmm. right? And then they could talk to the athletes mm-hmm. and learn what it takes to come this far as an athlete. That would be an idea. Now, if yep. you got a, if you've got a child who's got potential, mm-hmm. come and volunteer. See what the, it's all about. Yeah. At the accommodations and uh, bring your kids and let them meet athletes that are going to be here. Now we need to wind up. Oh, (laughs) now we do. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again for coming. And uh, we will do our best on CFIS-FM to keep talking about the games and get people um, included and involved. So thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Jason and Belinda, thank you so much. So we'll say goodbye till next week when we got some more people coming in um, from the games. Excellent. Wonderful. Yep. So. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hearn with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Golf Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. This is Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Proudly supported by local organizations like Le Cirque des Canadiens Français on 17th next to Fort George Park.